Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. It's been a while. Um, but we listened to some good music in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. What uh, did we listen so to? We, today, not today, but over the course of the last, the last while since we've done this, we have listened to both um, the live Fishman's album. Uh, it, it's their live record from 1998. And the new Tyler the Creator record, um, "Call Me If You Get Lost." Um, we'll be reviewing both of these albums mainly because it's been a while since we've done this. Sort of a disparity in the genres of these two. Um, yeah, they both feel kind of dreamy. Yeah, I agree with that though. Uh, so, which one are we doing first? Let's talk about Fishman's. Let's talk about Fishman's. All right, I, I do have the story to Fishman's. Oh, we are host. We are joined by. Uh, uh, I forgot my nickname, Fishman's Jared. Yeah, um, and KP. Yeah, Prince KP. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I the P do. stands for Prince. K Prince. Is it and just, Ray? Is it just, <laughs> is it, how fun is it for you guys to just like? Kill the momentum. Oh, it just every time you start getting momentum, man, I'm, I'm there to like sweep sweep the leg. Am I right, KP? Speed bump of your life. Exactly. Um, so I do have kind I do have kind of the story of this album. Yes. Um, Fishmans are a, a a Japanese dream pop outfit that were formed in 1987, and we're reviewing their classic live album recorded in 1998. It was released in 1999. The story of this album goes. The original live recording was supposed to be a send-off to their bassist, who was leaving the band at the time. Um, instead, uh, their lead singer, Shinji Sato, uh, tragically passed away a few months later. Um, so it ended up being their, their last performance yeah. Period. ever. Right. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just a, a, our bassist is leaving the band, maybe we'll have more late. No, the, that was this was, unbeknownst to them, their final performance as, as, a, as a group. And then after another amount of time, this was released as a live album. Now, I don't really think I'm going to rate this. Like, not out of ten. Mainly because, to me, not only is it entirely in a different language, but this kind of represents, like, kind of more than an album. And more so as a reminder to not take the things you have for granted. And this is kind of shown throughout the whole album, especially with how the performances are so breathtaking, which with how everything is so gorgeous and there is something just so beautiful in the tragedy of it, I can't rate this. It's also like a live album that's like two hours long. So, yeah, <laughs> so, it's, so it's like, how am I supposed to compare this to like a 45-minute long curated album? Yeah, yeah this album, however, is wonderful. Yes, absolutely, especially just to listen to. And they're they're grooving on this record, man. They're they're really going for yeah, it. It has some like reggae influence stuff on it. Yeah, it's I, just I, again, I didn't really know what uh, genre it was going to be going in, but as soon as the first song hits, which is called "Oh Slime," by the way, which might be like my favorite song title. <laughs> Actually, no, no, that still probably goes to World's First uh, Monster Truck Front Flip. Or is it back? by Arctic Monkeys? Yeah, is it front flip or is it back flip? It's front flip. Yeah, front flip. Uh, but it, it's up there. Oh, slime, and it's it's wonderful. They're just saying the word fishman's over and over. It's very dreamy. It's it's just man, they're really putting a lot into these performances. 
I was going to say in the uh, song title thing, I really like Fall Out Boy's The Pros and Cons of Breathing. Yes. <laughs> also a good one. <laughs> I, sorry, it's just as soon as you said that, I thought of that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is... It's just two hours of bliss, really. It's, yeah, it's just, just... I ended up tossing it on in the background uh, as I was, like, practicing a fighting game. And I was so chill the whole time. I was just, just vibing. I feel like this would be a great album for like road trips and such you just put it on and you're just you're just smooth i remember smoothly sailing specifically one time when we were driving to um a, a relative's house and we were driving back it was kind of rainy oh and yeah. and and like the trees were really green oh yeah and, and the and the road was um gray and it was on a road that i didn't really remember quite differently and uh, i think in the air was playing oh yeah and i was just i was just kind of getting lost some song, some stuff like that hit fit like just hits the vibe so correctly, and yeah. I feel like this album would be like a just like just cruising through light rain. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, right. And, and I feel like uh, I will say this: long season is the final song on the album. It is forty five minutes. Yeah, it's it, it's long, and it, it takes you on a journey through a couple different things which is again it's it's just such a good finisher to the album as well uh just like there was a point about halfway through where i saw i had like 20 minutes left and i was like damn i'm a little sad i was like dang this experience is coming to an end now i do be- i do believe if the the little bit i read about them is correct they started the first album they did was heavily reggae influenced yeah. and then they kind of got a little bit further away from that and more got into eventually some rock and some dub and some it almost has a don't give me don't take it the wrong way but the way that it kind of ebbs and flows with a grand scale it almost has a radio head I agree with that style of thing uh, in to terms it. of like the way it's it's like structured. It, it's it different, sounds, but yeah, you get where. I, I believe they said that they played excerpts from multiple records early on, and then they finished with one album in its entirety. Yeah, which is which Long is season. really nice, you know. And it just uh, it took me a while. I didn't really get it the first listen through, or I would say even the second listen through. But I did really begin to enjoy it. And it's funny because the way this went down, we listened to it over multiple weeks. Yeah. And then we we, we decided, oh, we're going to bring in Tyler to create it too. And so I, I went away from it. And then day before yesterday, I rode around listening to it again. And after stepping away and coming back, it really felt – I, I was getting it pretty good. Or as good as I'm going to be able to get it. Uh, with yeah, you know, there's a limitation due to the fact uh, yeah. that I just don't know what he's saying. Yeah, absolutely, right? Absolutely. And you just gotta you gotta cruise with the vibe of it. You had no right. idea that dude could be singing about anything. Right. Like, imagine <laughs> listening to a. Uh... But this kind of catches me as music that I'm, that maybe the lyrics don't really. I feel that care as well. all that much. That, that's fair. I, as well. I don't. I don't necessarily. Again, I don't know because I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> right. But that's just kind of the way because the movie, the music is so groovy. Right. And um, I will preface by saying, like, if you listen to us and you and you think, hey, they said this was really good, I should check it out. If that's your pattern with us, if you can't hand yourself over to 
an extended period where you have no clue what somebody is saying. Okay. This is not the spot for you to be in. No, no, no. You know, no, just no. you know, figure something else out to do. But unless you know you, Japanese, if you're if you can do it and you can hand yourself over to it, there are rewards in this. The the first time I listened to it. I got to about song five or six, and it, the the grooves were pretty. It gets a little groovier as you get deeper into the record. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Six, seven, eight are really pretty pretty easy to grab a hold to, right? Um, also, we watched it. Uh, Ray and I watched this concert on YouTube, and then we watched. I believe it was this concert on YouTube, and then I watched another concert of theirs on YouTube that was like in a bar or something, in a theater or something. And the, the 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 arena or theater show that was that I believe was this one, there were a lot of moments where they had the lights in such a way you couldn't even see the band, which also kind because of, because I I did it because I wanted to see who was playing what. Oh yeah, you know, and kind of see that, and I could I was so mad because I was like six minutes in, and I'm like, dang it, are they going to show the band? But they did, you know what I mean? And, and then one guy plays a uh, trumpet, you know, and, and another guy plays, you know, the the keys and all that. And uh, there are violins during the set. And I thought the violins really, really put an emphasis on the other portions of the oh, record, yeah. which was really a neat, lot of, too. A lot of the instruments complement each other. Dude, really I, and I was going to say... I love violins anyway. You can stick oh, them in sure. it. I'll take a fiddle, too. Honestly. If I'm in Texas. That's probably why I love Long Season so much, because there's like a moment where I don't know what... It, it, it kind of sounds like it's glimmering. Yeah. And yeah, that's why like, I noticed a lot during that that last little little chunk of the album. Was that it, things things were, were yeah, glimmering, like shimmering. Like it, yeah. It, like, I, I literally... Like, I could visualize the way it looked. Like it looked like little lights sparkling around. <laughs> like a, a throw in, like, Melee. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> when the, like, lights glimmer around the characters? That's literally what... It, it sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that looks. It's great. It's it, it this this album is incredible. It's wonderful. I, I, I this is probably the best live album I've ever listened to. And I, uh, I, I truthfully don't listen to many live albums because I feel like most of the time they're just like worse versions of the studio ones. It's just like man, if if I want to listen to an album but I want to hear a crowd scream over my favorite parts and all the subtleties I love that you know I, I don't like live albums but this one was perfect well that's yeah. another thing about this band is you didn't have crowd noise in the live yes, album yes yes and as I watched the 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 concert footage there wasn't a lot of screaming there was a lot of sitting and listening oh, I remember yeah. uh, who was it it was McKagan had gotten in, Duff McKagan had gotten into a band called Walking Papers and it was the first band he'd ever been in where people would close their eyes and sway because he'd always been in Guns N' Roses or uh, Velvet Revolver stuff like that where people are jumping around screaming oh, yeah. and drunk you know and he was like it was really neat to see people uh, that you know are listening just vibing you know right and that again is another thing that reminds me of a Radiohead version yes. of a concert right I, I listen to a lot of live albums though because I uh, when I was a kid when I first started trying to like get into different bands and I didn't have a lot of money, I would buy the new record and then their live album. Cause that way I could get a vibe of who they were. Yes. And also get a vibe of obviously the new record was what made me turned on to them. Right. And then I would go back and get whatever they did live. 
and check it. And that way you can know who they are as an artist with two purchases instead of having to buy 16 to figure out yeah. what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what's funny, years later I found out that Slash had the same concept, except he stole the records. Yes. Because they were tapes. Yes. So we were like the same guy except I paid for them. Yes. So Slash and I are like kindred spirits. Exactly. Great minds think mostly alike. Right? Similar. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> Good minds think similar, I think is the phrase. Right. Now, moving on. Moving on to the Tyler the Creator album. Um, Call me if you get lost. Which, this album is a journey. Certainly. Um, Didn't really get lost during it, though, I will say that much. <laughs> I pretty much knew about where it was headed. And I, I was happy when it finally gets there. Well, the entire album is basically leading up to Wilshire. It is. In a it, certain like point. The, the references to it in earlier songs. Tried to steal somebody's girl because I'm a bad person. Uh, just just lines like that sprinkled throughout leading up to, to Wilshire. But man. It's somewhat of a concept record. A little, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that, that, and Tyler kind of uh, specializes in that. Yeah. Of somewhat of a concept album's. Which is smart, and I think it really works uh, a lot in rap very well. I've I've kind of I've kind of referred to this as cherry bomb, but good uh, because it slaps. <laughs> the, the bars are good. The features are are killer. It's just it's it's a lot like his older stuff, just straight up better. I, like there's no other way to to kind of put it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, and I I will say this. Everybody has said this, but there is no way that I refuse to believe that that is young boy. That is young boy on what's your name. Dude, um, it's a great feature. That, that's I, I that's, really that's like, like that's yeah. I I there's no way that 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 <laughs> I I refuse to believe Standing. they made that man rap that good. That's got that's hat. That, it's crazy how Hatsune Miku was on What's Your Name. <laughs> exactly, it's insane. She replaced Young Boy Never Broke. Yeah, uh, I don't really like it, uh, anything I've heard from NBA Young Boy, but that that verse was quite good. Um, my favorite feature on here though was probably Lil Uzi on Juggernaut. Or probably any of the verses on Juggernaut. I like the, the, the Pharrell. Pharrell. I was surprised when he showed up. Skate Little Skateboard P. Which is <laughs> remains the funniest rap nickname I've ever heard. It <laughs> um, sounds like populated with bangers. Yes. Like, there's no other way to put it. Everything from, from Lemonhead uh, to Run It Up. To Juggernaut, Force I mean, I'm, I'm skipping. I'm, again, I'm skipping over like half the songs that are also bangers. Like I just, I almost every song on here is just awesome. Uh, the beat switch on Manifesto. The beat switch on Manifesto, disgusting. <laughs> great. Uh, the production from DJ Drama. DJ Drama's screaming his head out on these songs. Every song, he's like, he's saying something. I don't even know what he's saying. He said that we got our toes out. That's weird, but I'm like, I'm so for it because how good the production is. <laughs> that dude could say anything he wanted. I'd be like, oh, heck yeah. This sounds about to bang, dude. Yeah. We've got our toes out. And we're like, we're, we're having ice cream with, with women on a yacht or something. We got our toes out. I mean, I have no clue. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm loving it, you know? I was right. really surprised by how good Lil Wayne's feature was. Another surprise. I'm not, I've not traditionally been a fan of Lil Wayne. I used to listen to him when I was younger. Uh, but I kind of fell out of favor of him because it's it's corny. Uh, but this verse on Hot Wind Blows was just great. I, I, Tyler, the creator, specializes in surprisingly good Lil Wayne features. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Uh, but no, everything here worked. Um, 
I will say my two favorite songs were the two longest ones, which were Sweet I Thought You Wanted to Dance and Wilshire. Sweet, that song's really nice. Yeah, it, the Sweet I Thought You Wanted to Dance, that song's just... Again, I wasn't huge on it because I was... Again, the first couple listens, I was so... I was like, man, this this rules. I was just really enjoying the, the high-intensity stuff. But, yeah, that song grew on me quite a bit. It's so... It's kind of pleasant, but it's also kind of... It's kind of the story of... It's just the story of Tyler. A lot a lot of this is leading up to Wilshire, which I will say Wilshire is my favorite song. Uh, mainly because the story is very interesting. And for the full, what is it, nine minutes? Uh, no, eight minutes and 35 seconds. I, I was entirely... Um, fixated on the lyricism, the beat. It, it's the beat doesn't change, but the story is interesting enough to justify that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really chill. A lot of my favorite moments are the moments where Tyler's just kind of rambling. Yeah, it feels so honest. You know, it, it's uh, the story he's telling. He he really just lays it on the table. Stream of consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. He feels like uh, almost feels like I'm sitting in the confession booth mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, the confession boot with like a B, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. which would make confessing sins way, way groovier. <laughs> is if the the priest was like beatboxing next to you as you had to like confess your sins. But that that's kind of what it feels like, and it's again, it's it's so honest. I will say, Wilshire probably should have ended the album. I I will say that. Yeah, uh, Safari is kind of pointless. That that would be my only kind of criticism of some of these, like. Safari doesn't really need to exist. Um, I didn't really. Li- I I thought Lemonhead was all right. Um, Sir Boulder was uh, an all right intro to the album, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just... I feel like some of this album's connective tissue is is maybe some of its weaker parts. Um, though in general, the song quality is quite high. I, I do like Mama Talk though. It's just really funny. Yeah, I did like it. I, I really liked it. It was a nice little break in the album that was also honest. Uh, it was just... <laughs> you know, do not mess with Tyler's mama. He's crazy. <laughs> Love that. Um, Dad, did you have anything to say about this? I, li- I liked... Oh, I'm like, yo, I, I, I didn't think the, there were really lows that much. No. As, as much as... And I did... I really liked Massa. I really liked Run It Up. I felt like Run yes. It Up was kind of a strange, almost coming of age description. Yeah. And and the whole uh, I, people thought my nuance was a nuisance. Yes. Thing I, I liked in the whole, if you want it, you just got to kind of go get it. Yeah, and, wasn't that the line where he said like, when I was twenty three, that's when I started growing up, or something like that? See, that's that's cool too. That's a little bit later on in in the in the in the in the, in the song. But that's cool too, right? Because he describes to somewhat he, he's describing physically growing up early on, but he's also the the mentality of it. And then the you know I've already I already had a record before I started realizing kind of who I was as an artist and who I need to be and where I need to go. And he also describes what some people would think are missteps as growth process. And I can't, which is what what we uh, we, we talk about sometimes is how. You don't get that epic record if he doesn't first give you something else because it's a musician, any artist is on a journey to find where they need to be. And 
he gets there through what you would think was an album you didn't like as much. But he learns more about himself there, and then that tweaks into something else, which turns into something else, which evolves into this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's the, and that's the growth we all should hope to you can, achieve. You can kind of listen, because uh, I did listen to some of Tyler's work, like these past, what is it, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of hear the evolution in certain ways. That's really cool too. Um, I, I will, I will say, it, it's, uh, it's certain times it is strange. Like when you listen to Bastard and then Goblin, mm-hmm. it kind of de-evolves. Yeah, and then, I agree. And then, and then it gets to Wolf, and you're like, wow. Okay, and then it gets to Cherry Bomb, and then D evolves again. Cherry Bomb just, I uh, know, but he, <laughs> but he mentions he mentions Cherry Bomb as a yeah. part of his growth process in Absolutely. that song because Cherry Bomb it has a lot of moments, and I feel it has it does have moments. Mm-hmm. It's just a mess. Um, Flower Boy, and then and then he gets to Flower Boy, and it's like the leap in musical quality. Yeah, it's it's crazy how how different that album is from every single thing he put out before and also just like overall the quality is so high. It's really good. And and, th- and then Igor, and Igor is just a, a magnum opus. It's still probably my favorite album. Uh it's it's gorgeous. It's wonderful. It's so well well designed, you know? That's why it's really hard for um people to have time to do it, but I've always been a big fan of going through an, an artist's discography. If you happen to have a summer, it's almost like doing book reading. Oh yeah, right. And I'm lucky enough that I drive a lot because of my work's not near where I live, and so I do have time in a car to kind of go. You know what? I'm going to listen to Stevie Wonder's discography this summer or Elton John's discography this summer, and that's kind of a cool way to feel the evolution, like you did this week listening to to Tyler. Yeah. It, it, it's insane. It's insane, and and this this is kind of a culmination of all of of his work. Yeah, it, and it's just neat to have a a really good new record. Oh put yeah, in and listen this to is it. probably my album of the year. To be honest, Wilshire is probably my song of the year. Um, Lil Uzi is probably my feature of the year. <laughs> yeah, the Uzi feature. It's so good. It's so good. It's so it. It's so cool. It's just again, I'm I'm not traditionally a fan of Lil Uzi, um, but yeah, he just he can't stay out of the park. He really does. Most of the features sound great on this thing. No, we are we uh, rating this or is it too new? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. It's pretty daggum good. Jared says it's not too new. Uh, um. Tyler said something really funny about the album. He says, I'm still a rapper. Don't let the wig fool you. Referring to Igor and all that. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. Right. Yeah. I, I I really like his style. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, he, uh, dude, I love the music videos for this album, by the way. Oh, yeah. They're, just, they're so chaotic. They're all wallpapers. <laughs> dude, I, I love the dance he does for Juggernaut. Yes. I, oh, Juggernaut God. is such an aptly titled song. <laughs> he he has a very old school feel to the to the words and yet the the music is all him absolutely or whoever he's hired to help him be him you know but either way it works for him perfectly it's probably my second favorite tyler project um probably give it what jared gave it for now yeah reserve the right to change your mind what you always reserve the right to change your mind yeah it's not set in stone set in audio Give it exactly. a, I'll give it an eight. Right. Excellent good. album. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Um, 
So I so um Bismarck he passed away. That sucks, man. Yeah, it sucks. It really does. There's nothing else to say. Other than too that young sucks, to man. be too young to be dying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And you know, legendary, but not only you know the one everybody knows. Oh, baby, you just a friend, but um, just the perfect. Uh, oh shoot, uh, karaoke song. Right. <laughs> Correct. Does not matter how you sing it. Right. It's accurate. Well, and there's a long history with uh, with hip hop of utilizing. The fact that you're not a great singer to encompass emotion and oh, yeah. or fun or, you know, that biz opens doors for guys like old ODB to, to walk through at some point and people like that. But also, you know, he has some some standout uh, stuff that he did with the Beastie Boys or you can feel the influences across the board with different guys. So, you know, it's it, like you said, it's, it's too young to go, but. Wanted to get that in there. Yeah. Wanted to get that in there. Yeah, yeah. Just sucks, man. Mm-hmm. And what did we listen to this week, guys? Um, I listened to Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. Great album. Yeah, it's it's closer to T Pep than I remember it being. Yeah, I used to, I used to think it was a, a little further, but no. Uh, Sing about me, I'm dying of thirst is probably my favorite Kendrick song. That's so good. It's so good. Oh man, there's there's a lot of tracks off that album that are just just unreal good. Uh, the three song run of Mad City, Swimming Pools, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, unreal, is just just an unreal. I just <laughs> like the fact the fact that this wasn't when he peaked is insane to me. Absolutely, it, it's just incredible. I li- I got I got into the swan I got into swans. Um, what a long, long yeah, song. It's kind of like getting into it's. It's kind of like getting into a One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> all you gotta listen to all one thousand episodes. Exactly. It's like twelve hundred now. They have like they have like sixteen albums, and they're all and they're either like one or two hours. <sighs> it's great though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, to be kind is genuinely phenomenal. Um. I, I will reference this, but Anthony Fantano has called it. Um, that's how I was introduced to this album and this band. Um, he called it rock music as a genre collapsing in on itself and creating a bright supernova, which is probably probably the most perfect perfect Wordy. description of this album. <laughs> um, there, uh, there's a point in oxygen. Where Oxygen might be the most berserk song I've ever listened to. Um, there's a point where he's just like barking into the microphone, and it's amazing. I love that. <laughs> we need more barking in music. DMX. <laughs> exactly. Rest in peace. Yes. Um, soundtracks for the Blind, which was the big one. Two hours, 21 minutes. I think every primal human fear um, is encapsulated within this album. Um, and I experienced all of them. Yeah, I am terrified. Um, I feel that way about uh, daughters. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say daughters. Daughters. Uh, shoot, I can't remember any names today. Uh, they're they're big album. Uh, you won't get what you want. Yeah, uh, it's like a haunted house of an album. That's the <laughs> only way I can describe it. Is is it's like a haunted house. Uh, you get through it, you're like, oh god. It builds the atmosphere up to be so scary, and then it'll just like spring things on you that feel like you're 
hurtling down yeah. the hallway being chased. It's great. Um, I also listened to their 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 first album, Filth. Filth. Which um, apparently this was part of like uh, a genre that was starting in New York called No Noise. Um, this is the most adly typed album, adly um, uh, listed album I have ever listened to. Um, it is filth. Filth. It I is disgusting. <laughs> just like sound wise, it's just very harsh. Um, and lastly, the great, Anni- great annihilator, which um, is just a, 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 it's just an extremely solid album. Um, that's a, that's that's mainly it. Oh, um, Tom York remixed Creep. Nice. With just like himself? It's a joke. It's a, it's a Tom York and Radiohead. That's odd. <laughs> people, don't, people don't generally say like, uh, no, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Tom York and Radiohead. He's like, listen, I love y'all. I'm getting top billing. <laughs> well, supposedly he doesn't like the song. He doesn't. No. Really? He, no, he, he doesn't like Creep. Um, he is a weirdo, <laughs> but um, it's nine minutes. Woof! Um, it's a joke. It's it's a, it's a joke. It's, oh, it's pro- I cannot imagine this is serious. There, there's a certain point. It's like a, it's like kind of acoustic, but like you can hear like the digital stretch marks on it. I wish I was. and then and then there's a point where just this really weird synth line comes in just like it's like movie trailer I love that it's drop drop it it's Tom this sucks drop it (laughs) Tom York I don't care Tom York oh my god I hate this song let's make it worse (laughs) I'm going to make the worst version of of creep you've ever heard I got Australian in the middle of that it's called the very 2021 remix Um, so that's why it sucks (laughs) that makes sense Um, yeah yeah I know yes um to next week we are doing Good Kid Mad City which uh, Kendrick Lamar Good Kid Mad City um, bit of a landmark album yeah K- kind of kind of put him on like the I don't want to say put him on the map put him on the map in terms of like putting out incredible quality albums yeah incredibly consistent yeah my gosh dude he, he doesn't do bad no in, it, just insane um, is that a rap yeah that's a rap then. yeah that's a rap so, so we don't care what I listen to. What did you, you listen to? Wow. It's all right, man. Whatever. Well, we had t- talked for a while. Super Unknown. Ah. Oh. Listen to Super Unknown. We'll just stick with that one. Read a lot about music, too. I mean, I listened to a lot of stuff, but I did wind up spending a lot of time reading about music and stuff like oh, that. We listened to uh, Arctic Monkeys Humbug in the car together. We did listen to Arctic Monkeys Humbug in the car together. That was the one that was produced by Josh Hom of Queen of the Stone Age. Yes. And you can feel it. It was done with Echoes in the Canyon. Desert. Yes. 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 So, for Rush Jared. Yes, for, um, for, um, what, what was your name? Was Radiohead your name? Ray. Radiohead Ray. I'm kind of like the, like the dude of the show. I don't Fish. Kiss Kevin. Uh, what band starts with a J? Journey J. No. Yes. 
That was my mom's favorite band. So. There you go. J. Cole Jared. No! Yes! Back to Journey. Yeah. Oh, my God. Living on a prayer. Hobo That's Johnson bon Jared. Jovi. Bon Jovi. Jovi Jared. Bon Jovi. Uh, Hobo Johnson, Jared. No, that's <laughs> worse than J. Cole. I listened to I listened to the new Hobo Johnson album. Oh my awful, God. awful, mm. awful. terrible. The, might be the worst rap album I've ever listened to. The mm. bar is so uh, low for that too, or the bar is so high for like worst rap album for. Yeah, I get it's either that or Eminem's revival. But well, even then, like with Eminem's revival, I had fun picking it apart. Hobo Johnson just sucks. Anyways, so this is um, a. Copyright 2021, right? Uh, go home. Check out our friends at the Game Project. The GINN Project.com. That was kind of cool when we did that. Yeah, nice. Check out our friends at uh, Revolver Records, 12th Avenue, if you're in Pensacola, Florida. And go home.